You're listening to OEA Grow, a member-led production of the Oregon Education Association. OEA Grow is by educators for educators. Your host for season one is OEA member Jesse Bray. Welcome back to the OEA Grow podcast. My name is Jesse Bray and I'm the season one host. And today we have Sarah uh, talking to us about mindfulness. Hi, Sarah. You want to say hello? Hi, my name is Sarah Rodman. I'm a first grade teacher in Eugene, Oregon, and I've been practicing mindfulness with my students since 2019. That's great. Um, so you you had a mindfulness practice before the pandemic, you've had the pandemic, and now you have post-pandemic. Uh, tell me, has that changed? What have you done to approach your classroom? I'd love to hear how that's, how that's worked for you. Um, well, I started practicing it after a conference in November 2019. And yeah, hopefully I gave those kids some tools that they can take with them into the pandemic. And I did, um, I prefer doing mindfulness in person with my students, but I did do it for online learning as well. I kind of combined it with eye breaks because um, eye breaks were something that teachers were being told to do with kids because we were worried about them being on these screens and staring at screens, Um, especially since these kids were on the screens, some of them um, four hours a day uh, for you know, for online learning, um, September all the way through, uh, that must've been September, 2020, all the way through spring, 2021, I was online with kids from like 8 AM until 12 PM. And I tried to do, um, I called them eye breaks and I would tell the kids to look away off of the computer screen, off of the iPad, um, at a wall or at a window And I would sometimes play soft music and um, we would do inhale, exhales. Um, You know, they, I would just tell them to, you know, look at a painting that maybe is on the wall at your, in your house, look at a photo that's maybe on a wall somewhere in the room that you are uh, or look out the window. And um, yeah, we did those during online learning. Um, I would do probably at least three of those kind of breaks during my nice um, online teaching. Yeah. That's great. So, okay. Um, cause I mean, as we talked about this before the episode, um, tell me like, what's, what's a tip for someone who wants to break into mindfulness and how is that different for first graders? Um, I think that, you know, as teachers, we have so much, right. You have your personal life, you have work and, you know, we know burnout is real for teachers right now. And um, we're asked to be doing so much. And so sometimes when you're trying to implement something like mindfulness or growth mindset, it can feel like, oh, it's another thing on my list. So um, I try to, um, you know, make my life easier and um, make it doable. And so, um, I must have gotten this at a training, but they're called mindfulness task cards and I'm, um, they're great. I just print them out and there's probably about 20 and um, I do at least one of those per day and it can be like one minute before recess. So I'll like line all the kids up for recess 
And then, you know, sometimes it goes faster than you think. And I'll have about one minute before it's time to exit the classroom. And that's when I'll do my mindful minute. And my students know, you know, that's kind of what I call it. I don't know if I made that up or if I heard that somewhere. And I do all sort of um, mindfulness practice with the kids. Sometimes it's keeping your eyes open, looking out the window, you know, stopping, looking around, taking in the moment that you're in. Sometimes we do um, an appreciation um, circle where you are just looking at the eyes of all the people in the room that you're in and then taking a minute to just be so grateful that we're doing in-person learning because I teach first grade. These, some of these kids, yeah. um, you know, they were home for a long time and all of them were home for different amounts of time. Some of the kids that I teach haven't been um, in-person school since preschool. So they haven't mm-hmm. been in person with other kids since for like two years. And Goodness. so, um, so yeah, that's a fun one. You know, we'll kind of look at the eyes of all the people in the room and just kind of express, express inner gratitude that we're, we're here, we're together and we're not on zoom. We're not on the iPads uh, <laughs> for yeah. those kids. Like there's, you know, that's going to be their life for the rest of their life is that, you know, time when they were home and, and, um, and then the time when things opened up again, and they're going to be processing that for a long time. Um, I also have some yoga cards, um, that I do with my students and that, and those have, um, breathing types of breaths, like snake breath, bunny breath. And then they have the yoga poses, Um, you know, and I think that's a a form of mindfulness and those are really doable. Sometimes if I finish math early and we have five minutes before it's time to line up for, um, recess or, you know, specials, I'll get those cards out. It's, um, they're called like yoga pretzels cards and it's 50, it's 50 cards and the cards have yoga activities and they have bre- um, types of breathing exercises. And those are great because each card has an activity that you can do in five minutes or less. Um, and I think I bought it at like a scholastic book fair. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So I use those a lot. And I mean, once you start doing this every day for five minutes, your kids become pros. And so now it's like my students know at least 10 yoga poses. And so I don't oh, wow. even have to lead it anymore. Like, you know, and they love like being the teacher. So I'll, I'll pull kids that I know are really good at tree pose or really good at warrior pose. And then I'll say, Hey, can you lead us through, you know, five poses and usually we'll hold a pose and then we'll do five breaths in and out. Um, and then we'll move to another pose. And so, yeah, they, they get to be experts. That's great. Yeah that, yeah, that that is really great. Um, you know, kids are so they're so everything bends right, everything works right, uh, yes. and so that seems great to engage their body with their mind. Um, yeah. yeah, that that's that's a that's a wonderful way of thinking it. So, when that, I mean, you've been doing it for some time, so you're, you're an expert. Let's be honest. You, you described what sounds very easy, but what about for the rest of us folks, say even classroom or even at home? where things get a bit rowdy. How do you, how do you bring mindfulness from the rowdiness? Yeah. You have to teach the kids what mindfulness is, which is 
you it's usually a quiet practice and it's being still having your body be still and that can be hard as a first grade teacher um so yeah you have to model it you know and they're usually looking at me when we're doing mindfulness you know watching to see is this going to be a mindfulness practice where we have our eyes open or closed and you know i did trainings i sign up for stuff i'm kind of a pd junkie um you know i did um mindfulness um sessions at this uh, actful conference that I went to in 2019. Um, and then I was lucky because my school district had a grant and um, the grant was to to teach the 4J teachers uh, about mindfulness. And this was back in the 2020-2021 school year. And we had oh, nice. these um, about once a week. And, you know, when you go to these trainings, you learn about um, how to practice mindfulness and so then you're the trainer is leading you through an exercise. And then I kind of just remember how to do it and then I'll bring it to my classroom. So I think you have to practice it yourself and then yeah, you can bring sense. it to the classroom. And I would say that, um, you know, there's all types of mindfulness exercises. There's, um, you know, the one where it's kind of stopping, looking around, taking in the moment that you're in. There's some where you close your eyes and you can do a visualization or um, there's some that have to address the senses where you're closing your eyes. And this can be really nice as a first grade teacher when you need a noise break. You you ask the students to close their eyes and then um, you just lead them through some breaths. And then you just quietly say, you know, while we're practicing this um, mindfulness minute today, what do you hear? You know, is it a soft noise? Is it a loud noise? Um, so there's all types of um, mindful minutes that you can do. Um, there's these task cards that I have been, have been great. Um, I'm guessing it's from Under the Willow Tree, which I'm guessing is a, is a blog. Um, I've learned a lot from these. There's one that's called... Um, an affirmation meditation. And I've just been doing that for a few weeks and I know about affirmations and I try to do that with my own two children at home. I try to do it with myself. Um, but that's been really cool to do the affirmation meditation with my students where it's like, close your eyes. Um, we're going to take a second to think of a word that you want to take with with you for the rest of the day. This is a really good one to do in the morning. I'll do it before morning recess at like nine 50 and say, you know, what is one word that you want to take with you for the rest of the day to keep in your heart, to keep inside of you? What is, you know, what is your hope for the day? And I am always blown away by what they come up with. They come up with way um, better things that I could ever think of. Uh, The first time I did it, this one little girl, raised her hand because I did say, Hey, do you want to share what word you're taking with you? You don't have to, but if, if you want, you can. And she raised her hand and she said, joy. And I just thought that was such the perfect word, you know, to take with you the rest of the day. Um, another time, a little girl, I try to teach them that you can, um, do sentences, you know, in, in your head, uh, beliefs about yourself. And this one little girl, and she, she's a struggling reader in, in my room, and she raised her hand and she said, 
that the two things, the two thoughts she was going to take with her over the weekend, because I think we were doing it at the end of the day on Friday, she said, I am smart. I am strong. Oh, yeah. That's precious. So they're, they're amazing. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's wonderful. I mean, you know, that's, I, I read this uh, in my master's program. I read this book called Mindful um, Education. And the, I, I read in somewhat disbelief these, these stories about people bringing second graders to, to calm and quiet. And, you know, maybe when you have kids, you're like, how do you do that? I wonder, like, how do you deal with the rowdy kids? How do you, how do you deal with the kids that have extra energy? Um, you know, that's yeah. a great question. Um, I think sometimes those people need it more than anybody else, right? Because they need maybe that break during their day. Um, I have 27 students. And I have a, a lot of active kids, a lot of active boys, and you know, they do it. They practice the mindfulness. That's awesome. They, they do the yoga, you know, I'll take videos and post them on Seesaw for the parents to see. And so it's fun to watch those because I can really look like, what is each kid doing? You know, I think you will always have one or two kids that aren't as into it as the other kids. So when I sure. watch that video that I'm about to post on C-Cell, I'll notice like, oh, so-and-so's not doing the yoga pose or so-and-so doesn't have their eyes closed. And so, yeah, you'll have kind of a skeptic in the room, right? That is maybe sure. like, what is Madame Roman making us do today? <laughs> um, but even they will like half-heartedly give it a try. Um, That's so wonderful. I, yeah, I've done it with like three different groups of kids now. Um, and there's there hasn't been an issue with somebody kind of being on strike saying, I'm not going to do this. Um, and I think in 2022, these kids need it. These kids have been through a lot. And I think that's why there's this push for teachers to get trained, because there's just so much going on in our world that um, this is a tool that we can give the students. And um, I know from the trainings, it says that when you do this, it's a way to calm your, your central nervous system. And there's so mm -hmm. much for us to be worried about. And, um, you know, and what I see with first graders is um, they are, they have anxiety and they're worried. And this pandemic has taken a toll um, you know, when someone's sick, they'll ask me, is that person okay? You know, does that person have COVID? I mean, they have worries that like I didn't have when I was a six, seven year old kid. Um, so I hope this is a tool where they can like just zone out for a minute and take a breath because there's a lot going on. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. And that's, it's great work that you're doing in that. And like, I think that's great to have that perspective um and that to be full, so intentional about it um you know and i i when i ask my questions it's not to disparage i'm a f firm believer in those things but i always feel like it's good to pressure test them uh how you right you're in first grade that is front line of of the wiggles i mean they have wiggles it's hard to sit still I, i'm it's hard for me to sit still and i'm an adult and so like how much more so for for someone who hasn't had as much experience um yeah. I want to ask because we mentioned this earlier. Are you still comfortable with uh, with maybe ending on a mindful minute for us sure. for those listening? I would love to have you guide us through a minute of of that. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, 
All right, this is one I do a lot with my students because we have a lot of windows in our classroom. I'm really, really lucky. It's my favorite way of practicing. All right, we are going to do a mindful minute. We are going to keep our body still. We're going to um, glance toward the windows and we're going to look outside and we're going to think about all the colors that we see. And today it's spring, so there's so much to look at outside. And while you're taking in all the colors, all the images that you see, go ahead and do five breaths in and out. We're breathing in, breathing out, breathing in and breathing out. And one more time. All right, your body should feel calm. Your head, you should feel more clear headed after that. All right. <laughs> thank you, Sarah. That was yeah. very, very peaceful. I, I enjoyed that very much. Yeah, thank you. Well, it's been such a, a just a, a privilege to have you on the podcast. Um, and it's been really great to know that that there's hope for those who um, who want to address mindfulness in their classroom. Um, I would say what I what I think I I'm, res I'm sticking to the most is that you have to be sort of a believer and practicer yourself if you are going to bring this into your classroom. So developing yeah. your own practice is probably most most crucial to yes. to getting children to follow along. I I feel like they can smell the inauthentic. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but that's that's wonderful. Well, yeah. um, be before I let you go, um, do you have any other little last little tips and tricks for those who are wanting to start their mindfulness journey? Like you just said, I think you have to be a believer and you have to practice it yourself. And, um, and I do it now. I do it so often. Mm -hmm. I do it multiple times a day. And, um, you know, it can be with movement. I love to like put in my you know, AirPods and I love to go for a walk and just play, you know, certain type of music and just zone out for like an hour. Um, I love to like take in the beauty of a certain place that I am at and just like concentrate this weekend. I was at, you know, the coast, the Oregon coast. So I just will look at the ocean and I'll notice like the light hitting the water and I'll just like take it in mm. and do some breaths and, um, and you get really good at like being still and you get really aware of what it does to your body, how it'll calm you, how you'll feel more clear headed. Cause I get, I get migraines and, um, and I get headaches. And so, um, you know, mindfulness is really good for somebody like me because I will feel just like kind of a calmness and just, um, just more clear headed after I, after just one minute or five breaths. That's wonderful. That, that's so so accessible. Um, and, yeah. And just and, and that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much again, Sarah. Uh, I'm and I really do appreciate it. Um, I'm excited to hear how other people are, are addressing their mindfulness practice uh, from your inspiration from this episode. And uh, thank you everyone for, for listening. For more OEA professional learning opportunities, visit our webpage at grow dot org and ed dot org.